This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good afternoon. I'm Ben Nully. Attorneys for biofuel groups and refiners had to hold their own before the Supreme Court today. Refiners hope the Supreme Court will overturn a Tenth Circuit Court ruling that struck down three small refinery exemptions from the renewable fuel standard. The ruling stated the waivers could not be extended if they had already lapsed. Refinery attorney Peter Keisler says the statute says an exemption may be granted at any time. This is a statute in which the burdens escalate over time and the petition is supposed to be based on hardship. It seems implausible to think that Congress would assume that an early ability for a year to comply would mean there would be no need in the future. Department of Justice attorney Chris Michelle says the legal text notes waivers are only temporary and must be continuous siding with the Tenth Circuit. Allowing extensions only for small refineries that maintain an exemption fits with the words and structure Congress adopted, not alternatives it could have chosen instead. The ordinary meaning reflects the statutory goal to drive the market toward renewable fuels while giving small refineries a significant but limited benefit. Justice Clarence Thomas described refiners' extension argument as odd, Justice Stephen Breyer suggested to biofuel groups Congress may not have known the future market impacts the RFS program could have on refiners several years later. A ruling is expected sometime in June or July. Read more of this story at agripulse.com. Four Midwestern dairy groups unveiled a federal milk marketing orders proposal today. Dairy Business Association President Amy Penderman says the group's proposal has three goals to build on the current pricing system. We feel it's critical that any such reform, number one, provide stability to the pricing system without distorting the market. Number two, reduces the likelihood of negative producer price differential. And three, makes producer risk management more effective in future crises. According to USDA, FMMOs establish certain provisions under which dairy processors purchase fresh milk from dairy farmers supplying a marketing area. The group is calling the reforms the Class 3 Plus proposal. It aims to tie the Class 1 fluid skim milk price to the Class 3 cheese skim milk price plus an adjuster and do away with advanced pricing. It also is revenue neutral, which the group says is more equitable for farmers, processors, and customers. The reforms are being proposed by DBA, Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, Minnesota Milk, and the Nebraska State Dairy Association. The move comes after the National Milk Producers Federation on Friday called for USDA to consider making a key change in the way milk is priced under federal milk marketing orders. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. The current but temporary estate tax exemption of $11 million per person has been helpful to agriculture, but estate taxes still hang heavy over many family farm businesses. Protect the next generation of family farmers by supporting the Death Tax Repeal Act of 2021. Learn more at fb.org. It's been almost a year since Mexico accepted U.S. bison meat, and the country just announced they'll accept bison offal or variety meats. National Bison Association Executive Director Dave Carter was glad to see USDA help get the bison market in Mexico expanded. It took a number of years for USDA Foreign Agriculture Service to work out the details with the government of Mexico to open that market for bison meat. 
And then when they did, our marketers said, you know, what we're really getting some inquiries about is off-all products. And that would really, really help us with our carcass utilization. He says it's everything from cheek meat to the tail. Everything really except the intestines because of the TSE restrictions on that. And so that's really, really good news because particularly being a small industry, getting full utilization out of those byproducts is really a challenge. And so having this opportunity now to connect with customers in Mexico will be very helpful. Despite the COVID-related slowdown in the restaurant and hospitality sector, exports are off to a good start. Last year, we shipped over 500,000 pounds of fresh and chilled cuts to Mexico. And, you know, maybe for the beef folks, that might be just a little drop in the bucket. But for our folks, in particular, as we're just getting ramped up, that was pretty significant. Carter says exports to Mexico provide a real opportunity for restaurants there to offer different types of meat. That's all for today's Drive Time. For the latest agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. In Washington, I'm Ben Nully. 